Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. downloads of windowsill chats, all thanks to you. We've actually kind of sped past that number, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to stop long enough to press play on another episode or two of windowsill chats. Stay tuned because I want to bring some goodies your way to say thanks. I just appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks for being here. I'm really pleased to be talking today with Maria Over. Maria is an artist, a children's book and surface illustrator, and she is part Dutch, part Greek, and now based in Munich, Germany. Maria comes from a fine arts background with studies in painting, sculpture, and digital art, and her journey has taken her all over from the Netherlands and Sweden for her BFA to New York City, where she earned a master's of arts degree at NYU. She then spent a couple of years working as a designer and art director in New York, mostly doing web design and IDs for big name agencies. After a move back to Europe and more years of digital agency work, her desire to combine on-screen with off-screen work grew, and she created her one-of-a-kind jewelry label, Indigena, that has grown to sell online and in several boutiques across Germany. In the past four years, she's immersed herself in illustrating and returned to the kind of work that she had always been most passionate about. Enriched by the wealth of knowledge and experience that she gathered across the fields of art and design over the years. Today, Maria loves illustrating with watercolors, inks, and gouache with a keen eye for the smallest details, colors, and good composition. She enjoys exploring surface patterns with lush watercolor florals and cherishes the challenge of working large-scale on shop windows and murals. Maria recently finished work on her first fully illustrated children's book, and it blends her favorite motifs of flowers and birds and people to tell a story about why happiness lives in our hearts. Maria and I have worked together on a few things. She's taken my online class with Make Art That Sells. We've also done some one-on-one work, and she just finished 
uh, the course I teach with Natalie Shepard called Creative Mojo. So I just really wanted to talk to Maria about kind of how she found her way back to her own art. I'm inspired by what she does, and I've watched her grow. And I'm just excited for you to hear a little bit more about that journey today. Thank you, Maria, for being willing to come and join me today. I'm just so glad to have you here on Windowsill Chats. Thank you. Hi, Margo. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, Maria is joining me from Munich. So it's much later in the day than it is here on my gray little foggy island in Washington state. But I just would love to start. You have such an interesting CV and you've done a lot of things. Maria is a wonderful illustrator and artist and jewelry maker and all sorts of other things. So did you have art in your childhood? Like what inspired you to for this varied international path you found yourself on? Hmm. Um, I think the international path has started with my, well, it started with my past because I was born in Athens, Greece. I was actually almost born in Iran and my parents just moved around a lot. My father is Dutch and my mom is Greek. And mm. so I, I stopped counting, but I think by the time I went to university, I'd moved about 20 times um, wow. in, in between different countries and ended up in Germany, finished school there and decided I would study fine arts. Mm -hmm. And I think that idea, I mean, I, like many artists, I think I spent my childhood drawing and painting and doing all kinds of crafts and anything I could get my hands on. And at that time, of course, there was no internet. So I would go to the library and pick up any books they had and, you know, find my way around. Um, and I, I remember in ninth grade, somebody a history teacher, I think we were probably talking about the Renaissance. He was saying that there were art schools. And I was like, what? There's a place you can actually go and study art. And I raised my arm and I was like, what is that? You know, <laughs> I'd never heard of that. Um, and I decided I would go to one, you know, I would go and learn painting and paint for my life. And that was my idea, of course, um, when I first started. And so once I finished school, I applied to um, one in Holland. First, I wanted to take some time off because I was just sick of school. And then I ended up in Holland in the south in Maastricht and um, studied there for two years. Wasn't very happy there. So I organized myself. Well, I had a big fascination with Sweden at that time. And I mm -hmm. taught myself Swedish. And I decided I wanted to go study in Sweden. So I, you know, persuaded my best friend, took my mom's car and we drove up three days, <laughs> drove down three days again. And just I applied to the two schools I knew in Stockholm and organized a space there. And I was accepted there. And I believe the professor there, he was actually only fascinated by me because, I mean, I was much younger than the other students and mm. I didn't really understand that everybody was like 10 years older than me and it was more of a graduate school than an undergraduate school but I think he was just like well she took a car she took a yeah. friend and she came all the way up here <laughs> so right. something to this one yeah yeah <laughs> so I got into that one and um had an amazing year there and then I ended up going back to Holland to get my bachelor's degree and then went to New York City to NYU um, to do studio arts and get a master's. And within that development, I 
think I had started in painting and it felt like it wasn't enough. You know, I added another dimension and went to sculpture and it ended up being installations. And once I was in New York, um, I saw all the possibilities that I had with digital art. And I mean, U.S. universities are structured in such a different way and also they cost a lot of money. So I was like, I, I cannot be here and throw clay around, you know, and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm sure many people are relating. And um, I felt like I had to use my time and really take any class I could, I could take. So I taught, you know, I took Photoshop and all the digital sound editing, video editing classes, um, and then ended up in a place called Interactive Telecommunications Department, wow. where I think the nicest, it was very a very amazing department where they do a lot of, um, well, there was one thing that's called physical computing, where basically you take everything that you have in a computer and put it back out into the real space. Oh, wow. So you make interactive um, installations. And I, I remember like my thesis or the, the final project that I did was really an installation you walked into and there were sensors on the floor and lights and things you touched and things you, you, you know, you stepped on and they would trigger videos and sound wow, and so super just immersive. all kinds of things. Yes. And that was really my, I think my goal was really to reach people to communicate, you know, mm. thinking back, painting was just not enough to, you know, be at the mercy of somebody walking by and going like, oh, that's a nice painting. Yeah. Could go above my sofa, you know. So <laughs> how do you really reason. get their whole body involved in your work? I know. So I was like, I'm just going to go and you have to walk into the painting, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty much how I, you know, had that development in six years. And then I pivoted basically because I was in the US and I wanted to stay yeah. here, yeah. there. And um, I got a work, I had to get a work visa. And um, so I decided I wanted to go into some sort of job, company design job. And since I knew so many digital programs and it was the big dot com boom, right. I um, wanted to get into an agency and ended up doing lots of web design and art directing and having a crazy and really good time in New York <laughs> for a lot of years. I just love that you're Pat, you, you know, kind of knew that you wanted to diversify whether you really knew it or not but going to Sweden in mm -hmm. a whole different culture and the you know all the culture from your family and where you lived and then American culture and I just think that makes such an interesting you know viewpoint on all the things that you're taking in and then the art that you're putting mm -hmm. out I just I just super admire that I was um fortunate to have a pilot dad and so I traveled a whole lot uh growing oh, up nice. and it was very nice at the time there wasn't frequent flyer miles so I could you know hop on but I think learning culturally and artistically and creatively about in another country is um mm -hmm. it's just so broadening it's intense yeah, it is. It is you learn intense. as if you press the fast forward button. It's really amazing. Yeah. So you kept doing the agency work for a, quite a while or mm -hmm. what, how did that evolve for you after that? Um, 
It's well, I landed at a place in my favorite agency, which was really cool and worked my butt off like 24 yeah, seven as one does <laughs> and, in an agency. Yes, I know. <laughs> but it was an amazing time. And um, it didn't last, of course, because the whole bubble burst. And mm-hmm. then I ended up, you know, from one day to the other, not having a job, trying to find a job, freelancing, doing all kinds of things and ended up in another agency I really loved. Um, and it was all really trying, you know, knocking on the door and knocking again and knocking again and, mm. <laughs> you know, As making you my way in. I know. But I think in New York, it was quite easy. And I think mm. the attitude there is, you know, you just do it. Yeah. Um, and you just try to impress them with whatever you have and it's all accepted and it's fun. And there's something about the energy there and the thing and it's, you know, the, the fact that it's cutting edge and international Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. that just allows that it's just, you have to do it. Yes. And I think it suited my character, you know, Mm -hmm. because it just gives you so much freedom to just do whatever you please and just be yourself. Yeah, it was really lovely. So I ended up doing that. And in the end, um, I was there for seven years. And I felt in the end that I got a little like I got into a bit of a rut. And I was trying to break out of that again. And it actually happened in a completely unexpected way. I started well, I traveled to Mexico, um, <laughs> trying to get away from New York, actually, started drumming, started meeting Brazilian people, got into dance and traveled oh. to Brazil, met a man and moved yeah. to Europe. <laughs> so that. it was like a big um, change. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then we we ended up living in Europe. Um, we wanted to go to London, Berlin, and all these amazing places, and ended up in Munich, which was a little less exciting. But you know, it's a city where you have a lot of money and a lot of companies, so yeah. things just kind of played out here. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was quite a pivot. But are. I have to say that. Um, the agency work in Germany wasn't half as interesting as mm. or glamorous, I would say, as in New York. So yeah. I kind of missed um, having New York and you yeah. know having just the freedom that you have there. Yeah. So I think that's probably a reason why at some point I was just like, I don't want to work full time for anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. And I went mm-hmm. freelance and I, I think in 2007 and I haven't gone back into an office since then, (laughs) just for a few days. That's really impressive. On Maria's CV, she has a long list of the clients she's worked for. And it's, there's all sorts of wonderful names. I was just wondering what, if you have kind of a favorite agency job that you did, you don't have to name names, but, and if you have a favorite freelance kind of work that you've done. Oh God. Just wondering what you mean from all the agency ones. Like, is there something that stands out because it challenged you in a certain way? Or I don't know. It's just Hmm. curious because you have such great clients, you know, like Jonathan Adler. What kind of, I'm just so curious as from Jonathan Adler to the Audubon Society to Armani and, you know, Random House and and things like that. It's just, does your work tend to vary a lot or do you do they come to you for the same reason what do you find people are asking you for well this was um you know many of these clients were web design clients Mm -hmm. and all these projects were of course a big group effort you know it Mm -hmm. wasn't just me Mm -hmm. but I think um one 
thing that I did along with another art director was um, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, which mm. was really funny to do because mm-hmm. I was like, why am I doing this bank, <laughs> you know, that has all this gold in this basement? And, yeah. you know, we were at the agency, we were like the two Germans who were doing it. <laughs> they were just calling oh us German because the other guy was German. <laughs> and um, that was really funny. And I think after that, I got a lot of banks um to you know to do more websites for banks and of course it's all it's either red or blue or green and it has to look trustworthy and kind (laughs) of boring and you know so um yeah (laughs) I mean it's really you know the kind of work you put out there is what gets you more work and my friends worked on Nike at at the agency and I was like I want to do Nike and all I got was banks (laughs) but still I mean I'm not complaining it was still very nice and everything but I think you know, those big names have a certain fascination at a certain age. Yes, um, I'm kind of, age. yeah, <laughs> I'm a little over that, even though yeah. I have different ones now. <laughs> it's true, isn't you know, it? We now. get to, we get to just want to work for nice people and people that have the yeah. same values that we do and people that appreciate what we are putting out into the world. I think that makes a big difference I when agree. you can kind of get to that point. Yes. And it's nice because I've checked off the big names, you know, yeah. I've been there, done that. Yeah. So it's it's really nice to be able to say like, yes, I do want to do them in illustration, but on my terms, I want to have a nice working relationship and do work that makes me happy in the end. What are some of the things that you've done as you've been out on your own, just to kind of hone your skills and keep you connected to others? you know, peers and just things to keep you inspired? Hmm. I think the biggest thing has been taking classes, um, which, you know, two years ago, it's only been two years since I got into um, children's book illustration. Mm -hmm. And that was also, you know, I was just inspired by a friend who said she would go to the Frankfurt book fair. Mm -hmm. And she'd be talking about this and talking and talking. I was like, what is this? You know, maybe I should check this out. Maybe I should see if I have success in this, you know, if this is a field where I could um, make it my own. And I, you know, I, of course, everybody, when you have kids approaches you, you know, when you draw and paint and illustrate, like, don't you want to do a kid's book? Yeah, sure. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) So there's so many not so nice ones out there. And um, I went to the Frankfurt Book Fair and I met so many people. And I think that was a really nice thing to do. And Bologna is the same thing, Mm -hmm. which is the International Children's Book Fair. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, has been two big steps um, that have definitely honed, you know, or improved lots of things because you make lots of contacts you meet so many nice people you make new friends and you get so much inspiration from that and the other thing is really um, that when I came back from Frankfurt I took the make art that sells um, children's book illustration class great and that was um, really I came back and I was just like oh god I like it I you know I got a few cards from publishers I showed my very meager portfolio that I'd put together in three weeks and um, I decided I would go on with that and it was quite overwhelming I have to say in the beginning you know Mm. there were more than 400 people enrolled it was ICB5 you know the fifth Mm. one they were doing and I was 
equally fascinated, but I was also completely paralyzed. You mm. know, I was like, all oh, these famous, like famous, you know, people who have sure. a huge following, all these people whose names I've known are with yeah. me in class. Like, yes. oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's a little daunting. <laughs> so much. I know. And um, yeah, and we, we got, you know, the assignments, it walks you through the class in five weeks and little mini assignments, and then you get a bigger one. And I remember... Um, doing like the worst kind of assignments and I I just couldn't do anything for a week and a half or Mm. two weeks Mm. and then at some point I think I wrote a desperate email to the group like a a post on the Facebook group and I was just like well help (laughs) I'm stuck I'm paralyzed I'm completely paralyzed and I think people were so nice and so helpful in that group so something clicked after that and I just kind of started rolling and you know found my way, found my character, you know, and then from there on, it just went uphill. Yeah, it was really nice. It was very, very good. And I finished that class actually being in the review, I think twice, which, you know, gave me a really nice feeling that, okay, it's been five weeks, but I got somewhere, you know, I Mm -hmm. understood this, and I will continue working with this. So that was very positive. I think there's a lot to be said. I mean, you. I think probably many people are relating to that right now because if we do a class or a challenge or something like that, which there are many good ones to choose from, but especially, you know, something like that where you're you you feel like you really have the passion for it. You've invested in going to Bologna or Frankfurt or something, you know, mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. which is you know, there's nothing better than putting yourself right where the people are. Um, yes. But then, like you say, oh my gosh, I'm one of hundreds. And am I going to be noticed? I sh- Maybe it's not going to be worth it. Oh, I don't know. But then I feel like in s- this is one of the things I love so much about this. I'm not even going to call it an industry, but the, a, a creative passion, having a creative mm-hmm. passion is that there is somebody right next to, beside and behind you wanting to help you and pull you along and say, and, and saying, I see you and Hey, let's do this together. Or I did it. You can too. And I'm, I'm so glad that you said something. I feel like these, you know, I'm, I feel like I just stay on Facebook for some of these Facebook groups, literally because of Mm -hmm, the peer mm -hmm. support and the friends I've made there. And so good for you. Um, for doing that. And, and I, and in watching Maria's work over um, the time that I've kind of come to know you online, I've definitely seen you just dig in and you're, you're just so good at your illustrations are good and, and children's book illustrations are a perfect thing for you. And I think knowing a little bit more about your background and your sculpture and you make jewelry and all these things. So you, you look at it differently, but I think sometimes the biggest hurdle is ourselves you know, it is. Oh God. Yes. (laughs) Very true. And getting, getting one review alone in a class like that is with hundreds of people is, is tricky, but you got more than that. It is. And I mean, 
Yes. And it's, you know, there are too many people to really review, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but it does give you quite a boost, you know, if you do get reviewed. But even, you know, if you don't get reviewed, it's just one person looking at things, you know, the other 400 are equally as important. Exactly. And I think just having this exchange within the Facebook group and having people giving you feedback, really nice feedback and exchanging ideas, getting inspiration, people asking around for resources, mm -hmm. everything. I mean, the group aspect, I think, has been the most valuable thing about this. Yeah. And I have to say, I really made friends who are, you know, my best friends now in this yeah. group. Yeah. And we met again in Bologna. We were more than 20 people, I think, who oh. met and all had dinner. And oh, four of, well, three other people we started a little group by ourselves and we talk every day like sometimes oh. we have 80 whatsapps going back and forth and back and oh, forth so and yeah we talk we give each other feedback and critiques and you know build each other up when there's something and that's just you know it's priceless. about finding your like-minded people and i i know i've said it before my dear friends who i have something in common with because of work we never live mm -hmm. in the same place, but my goodness, it's so great to be able to support each other and ask each other questions about what we're working on. And you're right. There's a review, but really the support from your peers is what it's all about at the it end is. of the day. Yes, I agree. And how yep. you can help each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you and know, you grow along each other, you know, so you it's, it's beautiful to see people grow and develop and, and, you know, kind of develop their own paths and really you know you see their personality developing through the years through classes through everything they do and they keep on working and you know it's great to see it really is and I think being a freelance artist or an illustrator or a, you know having a studio practice whatever that might be can be very you know isolating as well so when you have mm -hmm. when you can find those people and put yourself out there just a little bit. It the return is so great because because you don't just don't feel like you're in it by yourself. Yes, yes, it, it definitely is. is and I have to say, I since that one class, I sought out more classes. I mm -hmm. took even the whole year of art school with Mats in 2019, and then I took another class by Victoria Johnson. Also mm -hmm. made some nice friends there yeah. and. I got a consultation with you mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would have never met you without that class either. You know, I, yeah. I took home decor, of course, and it was also one of my reasons why I wanted to take the whole year because um, I always felt like I wanted to do children's book and products mm. and, you know, decor and patterns and all these things. I really feel it's fun to talk to somebody who's taken these classes because I really feel that, um, art, you know, the art we put it out into the world is not one dimensional, two dimensional, you know, there's so much that can come from that one piece of art that you do, you know, say you draw, you do an illustration with a child in the trees. Well, those trees, you know, it, how could those trees be on product? How could, what does that product look like? Could it be woven into a throw? Could it be on a beautiful tray? Could it be on a journal, a card? You know, is it a children's book? Is it, you know, this is how my brain works, but. Um. <laughs> yes, but it's good because you open up other people to that kind of thinking, you know? Yeah. I would have never thought like that before. I spent so much time looking at portfolios where I just felt that's what I felt like these people are thinking two dimensionally. They're making a pattern and mm -hmm. 
that's it. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, one of the reasons I, I love teaching is, is how, how do you take that pattern and turn it into, you know, product and revenue and, you know, yes, grow from yes. it. So, um, it's been great to, to see you evolve in those ways as well. And, and yeah, I was, Maria was one of the people I have gotten to work with one-on-one and we just finished, um, three months of a, of a group, kind of a creative business, creative, move yourself forward, clarity, three month session. And it was just, which I, I loved. Oh, good. <laughs> Did you like, yeah. I, yes. I think the community of that was great. Mm-hmm. The thing I really feel like I get asked the most is how do I kind of get out of my own way? What do I do next? How do I, you know, put myself in front of the right people. And you're somebody that definitely moved your own needle in the past three months. Oh, thank you. I have. Yes. And I have to say the, the creative mojo group um, has really helped me a lot doing that because, you know, I was very happy. It was a small group. Um, I don't even know if we were 18 or 20 people, but it was very, you know, personal and, and nice because I get, I got to see everybody on one screen on zoom, you know, I got to hear everybody's stories. And even though everybody's art and stories are different, we have so much in common and we had so many questions on marketing and who we are and what we want to put out into the world, how we want to be seen, um, how we get ourselves in front of people, as you said, that's been one big question everybody has had. And I think through the pandemic and everybody being at home and working by themselves, you know, this whole thinking, thinking, thinking inside your head has become so much stronger because you don't have any exchange with other people. There's so little social interaction. So it, it has been very valuable to be in this small group and talk about these issues and really be encouraged to go out and seek out contacts and people and yeah, get myself in front of people, which I have done. You do, <laughs> and you have an agent, a new agent now because of it. Yes, I do. Very exciting. Yeah, I, um, that was definitely one thing that if you'd asked me a year ago, I would have said like, no, I don't need an agent. Um, but I have come to the conclusion that I would love to have an agent or somebody to just, you know, work alongside with me yeah. and do that part of the work that I really don't have any capabilities of doing time-wise and energy-wise. Yeah. And of course, everybody does marketing and I don't mind at all doing that, but not the whole time, you know, right. I think somebody who does that for a living and loves going to fairs and talking to other people all the time. I mean, that's wonderful to have somebody working with you who does that and who has lots of experience. And I'm with um, an agency, a small agency that's called Creative Sparrow Art. Mm -hmm. And um, it got started by a woman who was with a bright agency before. So she has a lot of experience and I'm feeling very happy that I'm with her. Yeah, I'm thrilled for you. Yeah. I think, yes. you know, one of the the reasons that we kept this course small was, you know, having taught such large courses and not been able to give feedback to everyone is as as somebody who's all about growing an artist is so hard. It's so hard. So I know. having yeah. a screen where you can see everyone was was the goal. We weren't going to we weren't going to have it any bigger than that. So 
you know, it's giving time for everybody to speak into where they are and what their wins are, what they're struggling with and things like that. So I think, um, you know, I, it's been just a rich experience and I, and I appreciate you, you being there and speaking into it. Yeah. And I, I totally agree because I also see you as a person who likes to be a connector, who likes Mm -hmm. to give people feedback, you know, and help people. Mm -hmm. And it is very hard in a big class environment you know I mean you could be on Facebook all day but with a small class and a small group like this it's really it's a possibility and I have to say last night we had the last zoom you know and Mm -hmm. everybody has really changed over this time everybody moved the needle everybody made progress everybody just got more clarity about what they need to change in their lives and where they need to keep on working and it's been very wonderful to see that and to see also that you know you and Natalie have been so helpful in this yeah thank you you know I taught um, (laughs) what Maria is talking about is a course that Natalie Shepard who was my fourth podcast uh, interview um, and I taught um, and we will be teaching it again and, and there'll be information on the on the page on the website but you can't, you know, it's just, I just so appreciate, you know, kind of just the international reach of we're all in this together. You know, we're all in this creative, creative thing together. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if, again, as kind of the theme of this conversation has been, if you can, if you can kind of lift each other up along the way, that's, that's great. And I do love being able to help and connect um, others. That's, that's what this podcast is about. So Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Um, I would love to know what are some of the things that, you know, pandemic wise and being all alone in your space, and I know classes inspire you, but what are some of the things that, that you're seeing out in the world or how do you find your inspiration and, and kind of get over that? Like, oh my gosh, I have a project to do, or I have a class assignment. Like, how do you get into that? Hmm. I think... Do, taking walks outside, looking at nature, even though I'm in the city, but, you know, there's enough green around me. And I have to say also going on Pinterest and having mm-hmm. so many ideas in my head. <laughs> you know, I, I'm the kind of person who gathers a lot of things. So I have huge Pinterest boards and they're all secret. So I'm just kind of gathering, gathering, gathering. Yes. And then I limit everything down. And by the time, you know, I've gathered a few things, I basically have an idea of what I want to do. And I then I step away from that and try to make it my own. You know, I stop looking at outside influences and start sketching and start drawing. And, but yeah, I usually get the nudge from some outside experience, whether it's a walk or looking at, you know, I like to also draw nature. You know, if I don't have it in real life, I will just take something from the internet. But if you put some flower in front of me, I mean, it's so fascinating to just, you know, look at all the details that they have and how one petal can have 20 colors in it. It's amazing. It I, I just love that, you know, when spring is happening and, and you think green, but then you go outside mm-hmm. and think there's more green, more shades and tones of green here that I could ever even begin to count. It's so, I know. <laughs> it's just yes. amazing to me just to kind of be yes. able to take all that in. Do you like to, how do you, what's your balance between digital and, you know, by hand? Um, 
I love to start by hand mm -hmm. and I have a very, um, I guess, a bit of a complicated way of working, but it does work for me. Um, I love to work with watercolors mostly, or sometimes I, I use acrylic gouache as well. And then I um, scan everything in. I go over things in Photoshop, arrange them, take them all on to Procreate on my mm -hmm. iPad, draw on top of them and take them back into Photoshop and, you know, piece yeah. together whatever is the final piece. Because, you know, I think every, um, I would say, tool or area gives you um, certain advantages, you know. I love the um, imperfection of real watercolor and of, I mean, just this ah moment of having water flow on the paper and little accidents mm. happening and things that are just a little crooked and crummy and, yes. you know, not, not, not quite perfect. I, I mean, that. that's just the whole charm of that. And yeah. I miss that in digital art. Mm -hmm. I have to say, like, I can mimic it, but it's not fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, why would I, you know, so I basically I, I when I do go things over things and procreate, I do kind of have watercolor brushes and I add some effects on them. And I mean, there are things that are much easier in procreate than in real life. And there's, of course, the famous undo button, yes. but um, <laughs> which is, you know, priceless. But um, at the same time, I do love that process of going back and forth and taking the best of each world you know, making it work for me, for my work. I love, I think a lot of people do that, but all, all of us certainly, and I say us, like I do it. I, I do one <laughs> at a time. I'm not very good at combining them all together, but I think it's so interesting kind of all of those things then become a layer, you know, like we layer on our hand-drawn art, we layer on the procreate mm -hmm. and maybe back into the other, and it just makes it that much more you, you know, which I think yes. is, yes. is wonderful. And I, I so admire I just so admire. Um, are your kids? Creative? I've noticed that actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I've, I've noticed that over time, this has become my process and it's yeah. become sort of a look, you know, of, of my work yeah. and it didn't happen on purpose, you know, it's just how it happened. But I mean, that's what happens when you work, work, work. And you, in, in the end, you do create something that's your own style. You know, we were talking, you and I were talking about that before we press record. Um, I think sometimes, I know personally for me, you know, when I t have taken a class or something and I, I'm a huge proponent for not doing what somebody else is. I mean, I, oh, yes. I will stop doing it if I feel like it's leaning towards mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And, and I had a wonderful, um, Lynn Tuft, a wonderful painting teacher, uh, in California. And I felt like I just loved getting that brush on canvas. She had really cool landscapes, but I also felt like I needed to do it, you know, 300 more hours to get it. So I wasn't doing what she was teaching me, <laughs> like, so you know, becomes yours. I was taking yes. it somewhere else. And, and I, do you think, you know, what's your advice for that? Because I think so many people are taking the same classes. Um, do you think it's just, you know, putting, looking out in nature and putting your own things in there? Or what would you, what would you tell people to kind of get their own style uh, get confident in their own style, I should say. I think the confidence comes with time and it comes with practice. There's no shortcut to it. I have to say that's been my own experience. Um, and I think that's why I was so freaked out at the beginning of, of you know, the children's book course, mm -hmm. um, because I did have a style, but it wasn't that defined yet. And mm -hmm. I was 
you know, trying to do my own thing. Like and, how can um, I put my mind in the mix? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I did completely do my own um, style and my own way in the end, but it did take some courage, I have to say. And um, it is, it is hard, you know, if everybody's doing the same and I, I run the other way, I have to say, <laughs> I cannot do that. And I hate, you know, when you, when you take a class with a certain teacher and suddenly all this artwork looks just like the teachers, mm-hmm. that's just not, you know, mm-hmm. um, you don't want to do that. Um, so I think, in developing my own way of working, you know, this whole watercolor Photoshop procreate back to Photoshop thing um, that has developed part of it. And also the fact that you can look at other artwork, but then you step away from it. You take a break, you take a walk um, and then you create your own and really try to think about what is it um, that is mine. Like what, why would I do this? Is there something in, you know, is there maybe a story? Is there something in my childhood? Is there a fascination that I have had? Are there certain colors that only I like to use? Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a million colors, but um, I think there's certain colors I would never, ever use, you know, green, uh, it's like yeah. not my color yeah what are you <laughs> many shades to? of green right yeah and actually defining that and putting that out and and asking yourself a bunch of questions and also really going back into childhood and be like yeah. what was the thing that fascinated me back then when I was kind of untouched by outside influences you yes. know Ah, that's such asking a good, yourself lots of questions. That's a good, you know, thing to write on a post-it note and stick on your mm-hmm. computer. Am I thinking about what would have been like, how would I have seen this when I was little? And you have, yes, your kids are yeah. great ages to still, you know, see things through their eyes. Are yes. they creative? They're very creative. Yes. Yeah. Both of them. Well, one doesn't really draw, but he's a storyteller mm, and lovely. he likes to talk a lot. <laughs> and my daughter, she... Um, she does all kinds of creative things. Yes. And I'm sure both of them will keep their creati- creativity. And I'm, I'm actually, I have to say, I'm very happy to kind of model for them that you can live off your creativity and have a happy life, you know, mm. walking your own path and not, you know, being close into an office in an unhappy place. Yeah, you that know? might be the biggest gift you can give them. I know. I'm hoping, you know, even though they, of course, they see that it is a lot of work and it doesn't stop at 4 p.m. or 5 or 6 p.m., you know, it goes on. And I have to definitely put in some boundaries, I have to say, for the new year, Mm -hmm. because it's been a lot of long hours. (laughs) But I mean, at the same time, it's something I'm so passionate about. It doesn't feel like work, you know, it feels like something I wouldn't change a thing about it. I think the best job or the best, you know, assignment is one you wake up and can't wait to start you know oh my god yes yes and this is you know (laughs) yeah I'm lucky enough to live that way and I think it's been a lot of perseverance and not compromising and really having people looking up to people as well who've done it you know Mm -hmm. I think you asked me about people who inspire me yeah and I mentioned women and strong women and um, especially artists like Patti Smith Uh or Georgia Georgia Mm O'Keeffe you know who've both, you know, Patty Smith, I think, is somebody who's walked her own path and yes. who just, you know, she's kind of a legend just being herself and not caring about what anybody else thinks. And I love it. I just love watching her. Wise words you know? come from that, for sure. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And she's a wonderful poet and writer and she has so, so many good. talents. 
And um, Georgia O'Keeffe, I think, is also somebody, a woman who lived in a completely different time. And, you know, she just went out west and did her own thing and, you know, lived her life and followed her dream. Yes, she sure did. You know, have you ever traveled to that part of the world when you lived in the States? Did you get to Santa Fe? Yes, several times. Yes. Her, you can did you see did you go see her house in Abiquiu? Unfortunately not. I want to because my my good friend Deborah Stein, oh, I yes. don't know. Yeah, I think you know yes, her, Deb. Yes, I do. Um she doesn't live far away from there. And oh. we do have plans to go um there maybe I don't know, next year. <laughs> if oh, the man. pandemic lets I'll us. I'll have to meet you. It's one of my yes. favorite, most inspirational, just because it's so simple and her studio is exact. Well, it's not exactly as she left it, but basically yeah, and preserved and it's it, nature yeah. right out the window and it's shapes and colors. And oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's just, I take, that's one of the places I kind of go in my mind when I need to just, yes, you know, take a breath. Yeah. And places in the Southwest of the U S in general, I mean, there's just such a wide sky and oh. like amazing rock formations, anything. It's yes. like, I, I can't wait to go back to this part of life of, of, you know, the world. Yeah. It's, it's, you almost said life. It is like, we yes. can't, we can't get there now. It's, it's my past. A little different. <laughs> I know your past life and, with kids looks a little more confined, but you know, it's it a little different, Things but they keep back. growing. Yes. They keep 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 growing growing. and things do come back. And I think the freedoms, the little pieces of freedom become bigger pieces of freedom. So yeah, yeah, it's true. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) As we kind of wrap up crazy 2020, what are some of the things you would love to feel like you accomplished for yourself going forward? Like, how are you looking at, you know, we still are, you know, confined in a way, but how do you feel like you're going to, what are you going to do for yourself next year? Hmm. I feel like I'm going into the new year with a really positive forward looking feeling, Mm -hmm. which is of course, because I have a new agent now and I feel like, Oh my God, so many exciting work is going to come through that. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to, you know, do more surface um, illustration and get my hands onto new exciting projects But at the same time, I want to kind of move forward. And I mentioned boundaries, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, have my, my time. Well, what, what, how should I say this? It's a little more, have more definition around things, Mm -hmm. have more structure. I feel like sometimes, you know, I still, I'm a bit of this artist cliche. Like I like to dive into my painting world and not take care of anything else in life. And I feel like, you know, you have to have a solid base of what you construct. So it doesn't, you know, come crashing down on you. So I do, I do like that. I have um, started building that and I want to keep on building this. And at the same time, um, I feel very happy that I've kind of come out of my shell a little bit, yeah. you know, in spite of the pandemic, I've started writing a new letter, newsletter. I am very happy to, you know, have been in your group and mm-hmm. meet people. I mean, networking is kind of an ugly word, I think, but it's just wonderful to meet people online and make friendships yeah. and reach out and find that people are really nice and they respond yeah. back and, I mean, that's the most wonderful thing to have friendships and um, feel like you have your tribe somewhere. It's true. It may be far away physically, but you know. (laughs) It's true. I just think if you can be brave and, oh, you use the word courage. That's, that's a really good word. I think 
um, creative courage and personal, Mm -hmm. you know, just a little, give yourself a pat on the back, a little bit of confidence, a little bit of, I can do this. And I've watched you, I mean, just in the past three months, um, it's just been really great to see where you've let that take you. And, and certainly with the great career you've had and the many places, you know, you've lived that add up to, to all that you put out into the world. I, I just, I think it's great. And I'm glad that more people can discover you. <laughs> I'm happy. Wonderful. Yeah. And I think the the thing that I realized through the work we did together, you know, was really that, I mean, you keep saying that you put yourself in front of people. Mm-hmm. And I realized that maybe because of the pandemic and also working so isolated as an illustrator, you don't put yourself in front of people anymore. And it becomes such mm-hmm. a big mountain to actually reach out and write an email and call somebody. Oh my God, call. Um, you know, <laughs> these kind of things yeah. become big hurdles basically. And it is so nice to actually make a step towards that and um, feel encouraged, you know, yeah. through a group and a class and, you know, just somebody who who's like a mentor you know and helps mm-hmm. you kind of find your way so I I think that's been my biggest win to really that's what I mean by coming out of a shell you know kind of coming back to who I really am yeah. because I like to be around people I like to um, have an interaction with people and it's been really hard in the last couple of months so yeah. oh, it feels nice. pretty good that is such a great thing to be able to say, coming back to who you really are. I, it, again, it's, yeah. it kind of goes with, am I doing the work I want? Do, am I mm-hmm. interacting with the people that I want to? Am I, you know, am I waking up and wanting to, does my day feel good ahead of me? So yeah, I'm yeah. glad you can say that. That's wonderful. <laughs> yes, that's the point I feel I am at right now, which is a wonderful point to be it at is. the end of such a strange year. <laughs> that is, that's a gift. It's a gift to yourself. And I think your sh- the way you've shared it with us today, I, I hope that um, others can take a little piece of that with them as well. Thank you, Maria. Thank you. Thank you so much, yes, Margo. It's been wonderful talking to you. And I just, I just can't wait to watch more of your path and see what's ahead. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to, and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantowstudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.